The following podcast is a B&E Network exclusive. movies and ebooks i'm craig wayne and i'm brian allen delaney and it is episode 134 oh i thought like because of the way that you said it i thought it was going to be like episode like a milestone <laughs> no 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 every every episode we do this it has to uh annoy the listeners like yeah we get it it's not a milestone episode haha <laughs> get more material <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> I'd be annoyed. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that's not the only thing that annoys our listener. Oh, definitely not. Definitely not our listener. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, yeah. It makes t- them feel special. You know, when they're listening to it, they're like, "Oh, oh I'm the listener." About me? <laughs> yeah, we are covering a book and a movie. Uh-huh. This um, that's this another you stalling for you cuz you forgot what we read and watched. No, no, no. <laughs> All right, so we're covering Blood Quantum and Hunger on the Chisholm Trail by Mike or M Innenbach. But Mike Innenbach. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what you uh I guess I guess it feels if you deliberately just go by a first initial, you probably don't want people to know your first name. <laughs> You'd think so. Um, yeah. Well, sorry, M. <laughs> but before we get into that, what's new with you? Um, not too much, actually. You know, believe it or not. <laughs> I believe it. You know. Worldwide pandemic, and we're also worldwide protesting, and it's just, you know, kind of boring. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot to take in, a lot to take yeah, in. Yeah, no, it really is. Yeah, I, I, I found myself just inundated with news, like, uh, between... It, it's, it's extremely hard to turn it off, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I uh, I don't know. I mean, it's it's crazy, but we're we're all in this thing together, and we well, I mean, <laughs> we're all on the earth together. I'll put it that way. So anyway, yeah. there's many many opposing views on on the uh, yeah. other stuff. Hell, even there's still people that are like, there ain't no virus. Yeah, <laughs> like a hundred thousand dead. And they're like, nah, bullshit. <laughs> sure is funny that the virus went away when the protesting started. Oh my god, dude! I'm not gonna say who, but yesterday somebody was telling me that, and they're like, <laughs> and they they were just like, yeah, you know, these protesters, uh, like they're just, uh, I guess there's no virus for them. I'm like, no, I think there's a virus, and most of them. I mean, uh, not talking about looters. I don't know about the looters, but the protesters were all wearing, not all, but largely wearing masks almost everywhere. Yes. And I was like, yeah, I think they're wearing masks. But then this person was very annoyed that I'd even say that. We see this issue differently. And then they took out a boot and licked it. <laughs> <laughs> like, really? <laughs> no. No, I mean, I like the person. We just uh, see this this yeah. issue very differently. No, I get it. I mean, you know, mm. I guess it takes all kinds. <laughs> Sorry, I can't even finish that on the street. But. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, hopefully, hopefully uh, things uh, get to a better place. That's all I'll... Yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, I don't... I don't know what to what to say as far as all that goes, but yeah, you're a lot closer to the to the um, protest and all than I am. You're down yeah. in in Houston. Yeah, I mean, <coughs> I know there's been a few incidents and things, but for the most part, it's been 
relatively tame. Yeah, I mean that was there I was mean, a, like our police chief and mayor and state representatives and stuff like that have all been marching in the in the protests. <laughs> um, they have you know shut down some roads and stuff like that occasionally, but like most of it is just nonviolent. Yeah, like I worked from home this week, so I didn't even I didn't even get close to it. But yeah, I'll probably talk with you off mic about this coming week when I drive into Houston every day and seeing about if there's any other routes I should take, you know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, <laughs> that is definitely way off the mic discussion. <clears throat> so um. Yeah, nothing new with you. Nothing's new with me. Thanks for asking, bud. Um, <laughs> uh, dude, did we talk about... Uh, I don't think I did on the last episode, but forgive me if, if I did. Uh, did we talk about me watching Birds of Prey? The, the like, DC movie? Yeah, the Harley Quinn movie. No, we did not. Yeah. I watched it. What'd I loved you, it. What'd you think? I you loved did? it. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't it was pretty good. It wasn't great. I'll put it that way. But it was in terms of like a, just a movie to turn tune in and turn tune in and tune out. I <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Um, I liked it a lot better than Suicide Squad, and I liked the Suicide Squad. <laughs> the Suicide. But an Academy Award winning Suicide Squad. Did it win? Yeah. For makeup or something? Yeah. Okay. Like makeup or costumes, something like that. Shitty a screenplay. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. What a weird category to just throw into the to the Academy Awards. (laughs) No, I mean I liked it. There was a couple of things that were like like weird deviations from the source material that a lot of people got really up in arms about. Um, but, you know, it's all... You can just think of it as alternate universes or whatever. Not a big deal. Yeah, I was I was so removed from the source material that I didn't care. <laughs> and yeah. Like, for me, it's like, well, they just came out with this. <laughs> it's a brand new concept. <laughs> These are all brand new characters. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Uh, yeah, I liked uh, I liked Birds of Prey. I didn't absolutely love it or anything, but I, I watched that. Hi, <laughs> <I>, cat. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He he came in and he's like, he just went under my piano and started yelling, and now he's like leaving. It'd be great if it was a stray. <laughs> like, I don't know. He came in now. He's, if it was a stray, <laughs> stray cat. I should really stop leaving my doors open at night. Yeah, he's just like foaming. Cat food lying around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, watch that. Um, I feel like there's something else I've watched since the last episode <laughs> three weeks ago. Did I watch another one? I don't know. Like, I've, I've watched a bunch of stuff, but I can't like remember any of it. I always have Is a that hard time. Uh, yeah, I got you. <laughs> I always have a hard time remembering. Oh, watch the. 1990 classic film Warlock. I don't even know if it's oh, yeah, nine, yeah. 1990, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I watch. You're gonna be like the the cutting edge. I don't know why that was the first movie that <laughs> like stuck in my head. That Moira Kelly. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen the cutting edge. <laughs> Quite a, Moira Kelly, DB Sweeney, classic love story for our time. Um. <laughs> uh. Freaking, uh, no, I watched Warlock for the first time. Uh, I'd only seen up to the point where he spit the dude's tongue in the frying pan, and I've seen it up to that point twice. But I was a kid, yeah. and when I was a kid and saw it, I was like, oh, this is so scary. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But no, it's like, it's so cheesy. It's pretty good, but it's very, very cheesy. It's it's like a, it's like a weird thing. There was this weird, around that time period, seemed to have been this sort of strange run of not all of them were horror, but like horror and horror adjacent, like fantasy movies and stuff like that of people time traveling to the current year and like being fish out of water. Right. So like Warlock 
right? Because it's the 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 warlock guy and then the warlock hunter, right? Get transported to to um, normal times. Uh, one of the Beastmaster sequels did it <laughs> around the same time. Yeah, uh, He Man and the Masters of the Universe did it, right? Um, there is so many of them. It's like it's almost like they wanted to do a period piece, right? But didn't have the budget for it, so they're just like, "Fuck it, let's do it current time." Yeah, you know, and not change any of the plot points. <laughs> it's kind of bizarre. Yeah, but I I like <clears throat> Warlock. Yeah, I mean, I'm about to I'm gonna watch Warlock too. I'll put it that way. Um, I like the idea of like, you know, that the, the warlocks can't touch salt because it's like pure or whatever, and so then they go bury the grimoire in the salt flats. Yeah, that's genius. It's pretty good. It's gonna ruin that book, but it's genius. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it definitely won't uh, hold up buried in the salt flats. No. Um. Brittle. Yeah. What else? What else happened since last time? Oh, well, I don't know. I don't know. I guess just stalling for time. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I had actually a piece of news, dude. Uh, do you hear about this? The the wretched film. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. I I, I well, heard I a little bit. Of, I, hmm? I don't know that I heard what you're talking about about it, but yeah, it's playing on drive-ins and shit. Yeah. Um, and because of that, Mm -hmm. uh, being one of the only movies that's actually out, um, it has, uh, basically tied the record with Black Panther and Avatar for, uh, like most consecutive weeks at the top of the box office. (laughs) But nowhere near making any kind of money like that. No, not at all. Um, but it's been as of this point, uh, which is a week ago. So we'll see how it fared this weekend because we do these on the weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it had been five consecutive weekends where it's top of the charts, and that's only been Titanic, Avatar, Sixth Sense, and Black Panther. Hmm. Those are the only ones in the last twenty years to do it. <laughs> huh. Um. And from what I understand, it's like. It's like a low budget witch movie. Yeah, yeah. It it was like speaking, um, of, speaking of warlock. Okay, so I'm reading about it right now. Like, uh, so it's it's pulled in less than a million dollars. Yeah, but but because of the circumstances, it's you know it's had a record breaking streak at the box office. Yeah, I mean, like not not many not many theaters are open anyway. But yeah. That's crazy. Um, I I know that it's on VOD. I keep thinking about yeah. watching it, but then I'm like, I don't know. I could go to the drive-in. <laughs> As if they're just like everywhere around here. And then you just watch Warlock. Yep. And then I settle for Warlock. But, oh, well, that's not a bad yeah. settle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah it, it, I think it's an IFC movie. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, we should cover it sometime. I mean, it sounds cool. Yeah. It's got kind of mixed reviews. Yeah. But. Yeah, it just hit me that this episode, we are not covering anything that we said on, that we would cover on the last episode, which we're yeah. so bad about that. Why? <laughs> well, remember we had a guest and then that fell through. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's going to come on saying, next time. I was asking, why did you feel bad that we're not covering it? <laughs> yeah, sorry again, listener. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, freaking, uh, yeah. But uh, I guess we're going to be doing that next time. Uh, man, I hope that that movie didn't fall off Shutter. <laughs> or, or maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not like it's a hard movie to find. No, no. It's in the mouth of madness. <laughs> like, yeah. But uh, still. Um. All right. Well, you want to get in the movie or the book or which one yeah. you want to do first? Sure. All right. We'll be right <laughs> back with our review of Blood Quantum. After this. Oh, and we're back <laughs> with our review of Blood Quantum. Okay. So here's the IMDb synopsis. 
the dead are coming back to life outside the isolated wait i should have really realized that there's a word in here that i cannot pronounce <laughs> uh the mikmak mikmak i have no clue <laughs> yeah um here uh, the dead are coming back to life outside the isolated reserve of red crow <laughs> except for its indigenous inhabitants who are strangely immune to the zombie plague yeah yeah so um i didn't want to i was gonna butcher that <laughs> yeah i don't know how to pronounce it but i mean so <laughs> it's not like we're intentionally butchering it we're just no, no idiots no. um so 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 basically <laughs> this is a uh first nation zombie movie yeah right um where the indigenous population population is immune to the zombie plague Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's it's never explained why, but that's not the important part, <laughs> right? Um, I don't know. So, so it's an interesting premise. Um, I've seen a few other zombie movies that have toyed with like immunity before, mm-hmm. um, but never one that's really made it like its main focus to yeah. Z Nation. <clears throat> that was kind of the point of Z Nation, but it was one guy. Yeah, I never, I never really got into Z Nation. I, I saw like one episode. Oh, it was fun. Like the first season, I liked it. It was fun. It was the one on Sci Fi Channel, right? DJ yeah. Qualls was in it. Yes. Man, I'll watch anything with DJ Qualls in it. It's good. You should watch <laughs> the entire series of Supernatural. Then it's in like five episodes. Whoa, five whole episodes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, yeah. So. Like you said, uh, seeing movies uh, that kind of uh, predate this, that toy with that, you know, with the zombie immunity, typically with that's something that you'd see in like a plague movie, but not quite so much zombie movies. I Am Legend did, you know? Yeah. They they, like, okay, so my wife and I watched this. And we meant she mentioned that too, but I don't see I Am Legend as a zombie movie. Why? Because they were sympathetic. I mean, well, a they weren't even dead, right? So it's like, yeah, um, but they were turned. Yeah, I mean, in in the original like book and stuff, they're more like vampires. Yeah, no, I I got you. Like they only come out Did- and, and and plus in I Am Legend, they still got burned by sun and stuff. Yeah. It's a vampire movie, guys. I don't know. Well, the remake definitely uh, is less of a vampire movie. Still totally 100% vampire. <laughs> I don't know. They were... Yeah. I just saw them as uh, nighttime zombies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they were going to keep the original ending in the remake and then uh, reshot it so that Will Smith wasn't a bad guy. It's so dumb. Yeah. Real dumb. Um, no, uh, okay, so, uh, you know, I don't know, I, I think that, uh, the first 30 minutes of this were absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So this movie, 30 minutes in, <clears throat> spoilers that aren't major spoilers, um, because they're like in the summary, <laughs> you know, <laughs> at, at one point. The movie shifts from it being like a zombie outbreak in in the greater territory, and uh, it just goes into the Red Crow community and shows them basically just boarding up and, and holding up inside a, a community that they've built specifically to uh, to ward off zombies. You know, yeah. And prior to that, I really, really enjoyed when it was just like. Uh, it was the beginnings of the zombie apocalypse, you know, like where it, it starts off with a fisherman, um, and he's gutted, you know, his fish and then they just keep flopping around and stuff. And it was really cool. I thought that was yeah. fun. That's that scene was like intense too. Like the, the, it was like, um, the movie itself was a whole lot like less fun than I was expecting it to be for, for some reason. I don't know why. And I think this is just my internal biases. Um, but like, I feel like a lot of zombie movies are funner 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like not so much humor, but like, um, oddly enough, less depressing. I, I don't know why. Um, and you know, it's like you know, you have stuff like all the Return of the Living Dead's, right? Or um, yeah, but the implications of Return of the Living Dead one are so much darker than most zombie. Oh, movies. Oh, I know. That's one of my favorite <laughs> zombie movies of all time because of that. But like, you know, you you get ones with like elements of fun, like Shaun of the Dead, or the one we did the other day, uh, the uh, uh, Little Monsters. Uh, little Monsters, right? Yeah. Um, not the like 1986 Howie Mandel vehicle, which but, I, by the way, I watched uh, the other day. <laughs> dude, boy is creepy. The the villain. I I didn't even get that far. What? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll I'll tell you in a little while. Or I turned it off at like 40 minutes in, and yes, it takes like 40 minutes for it before it ever shows any of that. <laughs> anyway, but, but anyway, like. So, so there's usually like sort of a element of fun to me in yeah. zombie movies, like whether it's like crazy kills or just comedy or something like that. Um, this this movie was a lot like darker and more serious than I was expecting. Yeah, it it, it was interesting because there were parts of this where I could see like flashes of brilliance, and mm-hmm. then there were parts of it where. The acting or directing really f- fucked up somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Like there, like there's a few zombie kills where someone it shows a zombie like ten minutes, not ten minutes, <laughs> the <laughs> like, longest zombie kill in history. No, it shows like a zombie like ten feet away, and then all of a sudden like ah on him like, and it's like did I did it skip frames or something? Like what the hell's going on here? Uh, I mean, they were fast zombies though. Yeah, I got you. But still, I mean, but like I said, Flash is a brilliance. And I agree. It, it was I was expecting for it to be a little more bonkers and yeah. a little less and, set and in think, the real world. Part of that is also like kind of the way not the way it was marketed, but like if you look at like the the poster or whatever, even. You know, it doesn't seem like a serious movie. It's like a dude in a mask killing zombies with a hatchet. Yeah. Or whatever. And it's like, okay, cool. And yes, there were some some scenes that were like that. But it was like, overall, it was much more um, kind of bleak mm-hmm. and like dreary in a way. And and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's just not what I was personally expecting. And I that scene that you're talking about at the beginning with the salmon right that really i think set up the tone for or or what i expected to be the tone for the rest of the movie and i was like okay i'm in on this because that's like creepy you know when all your fish come back to life after being gutted and (laughs) i hate it when that happens yeah it's a bummer but you know um i don't know and then it just kind of kind of felt like another movie once you hit like the halfway point um and then you're right, there was some kind of weird, like, editing scene, or editing in some of the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the one that most notably stuck out to me, and I'm not going to, I'll try not to spoiler it, is at the very end. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay? Um, when certain characters are on a boat, mm-hmm. and then other characters are just <clears throat> gone. Yep. Yeah. Um, sorry, man, I am, like, congested today. I keep having... should to, take some secrets. I should... Well, uh, yeah, something. But, uh... Yeah. Uh, no, I I totally agree that there were some major uh, problems with, like, editing in this movie, but... I mean, by and large... No, but no, by and large... I, I enjoyed this movie. I would recommend this movie. Like, oh, I, yeah, yeah. I liked it a lot. But... It blows my mind that this is a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes is all I'm getting at. <laughs> like, uh, I, but I I did enjoy it. I like the fact that they uh, had this, uh, it showed like this, and granted, it's the whole premise of the movie, uh, the Red Crow 
you know, like I like the fact that this was a in a Native American movie. Mm-hmm. You know, and it showed that side. <clears throat> but that said, it didn't really seem like it, it could have been like just a cop movie hold, hold up anywhere, right? Well, I mean, I think, yeah. I think that's kind of the point. Like, what did you expect? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, like, I could see. All right. So, I could see a lot of people hating on this movie for the same reason that people hated the hunt without even watching it is that they're expecting it to be a certain way right like when you hear that um you know it's like okay it's you know first nations people versus white zombies right (laughs) there's a certain there's a certain percentage of the population that could probably perceive that as um, racist, <laughs> right? In a way, uh, but it was, and and, and I never even thought it. about it as versus white zombies. It, that's <laughs> they weren't all white. No, I know, I know, <laughs> but but it's still like there. I'm sure there's a certain percentage of the population that, that feels like, like this is the liberal media gone awry. Yeah, or, you know, or like the people that hated the hunt without watching it because it was against Trump supporters or whatever, uh, right? And it, the thing is, is, like, this movie is not that at all. It's not, there. there is nothing that's like that at all. Um, but, well, it kind of, there, there's one character in particular that it is, that's true for it, but he's the villain. Yeah, he's a bad guy. And and the only other time that any sort of like racial things come up, it's actually um, them towards the white people. You know what I mean? It, like it, it's not it it never actually shows like white people being racist towards Red Crow. It's yeah. always the other way around. Um, yeah, I got you. And and you know what I'm saying? So it's like there it's. It's a it's a it's a delicate situation, I think to 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 do, right? Yeah. And I think it handled it very very well, and it never felt like it was um, quote unquote preachy or anything like that. Yeah. Um, it was just it was just that's the the setting it was in. You yeah. know, it was it was never like um, trying to. I don't know. It was. It was. It wasn't trying to like overtly push them. Yeah, yeah. What you know? it didn't have like a major. It wasn't overtly pushing an agenda or something like yeah. that. Yeah. No, not at all. And no, so I it's you. like I. I understand there. Like, and it's sad that there's going to be certain people who would see this and judge it without actually watching it <laughs> as something that it's not. No, uh, what what I and I agree. I agree. There's people like that, man. Like I was, <laughs> there was a friend of mine that uh, we're pretty night and day in terms of politics, but we were talking about the hunt, and I was like, man, you should check out the hunt. Like we we bond over action movies mostly. He likes horror, all right, but uh, mostly action. And I was like, dude, you yeah. would fucking love the hunt. Like it's absolutely cool. He's like, well, what is it? I was like, Uh-oh. I was like, well, so I explained it to him. He's like, fuck that liberal bullshit. He got all mad. And I was like, dude, no, seriously, I'm telling you, like, it's not like that. It's the movie. You have to see it. And he's like, I won't ever fucking watch that. I'm not going to spend a dollar. I'm not going to watch it if it's on Netflix. I don't give a shit. He's like, fuck that movie. Like, it pissed him off really bad. And I was like, yeah. you understand that, like, in this movie, it's not like. Like the liberals were assholes in this movie. Like yeah. it wasn't. If anything, it may have been a pro-Trump movie. <laughs> like I was like, <coughs> I mean, it wasn't. But you know, yeah. like the the liberals were the bad guys in this, much like in Get Out. And so anyway, but he's just yeah. like, he got so mad about it. And it's like, dude, like you got to calm down. <laughs> you know? but but anyway no back to this i see where you're coming from with that but that's not really even what i was trying to say in terms of i did i just 
I feel like okay. I, I love I loved the fact that it was uh, n- you know like a a Native American community. I think that that's yeah. awesome. I think that that like I enjoy that kind of stuff. That said, once they were inside the village, like inside you know that walled off community, it felt kind of like Land of the Dead meets uh, Zombieland two. You know, like yeah. and. It, it lost its uh, uniqueness. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. and, and so like in the beginning, I felt like it was it was there and stuff, and and I get where you're coming from that maybe that's part of it, but also maybe maybe that wasn't really the point, and they missed the mark. You know, yeah, I don't know. I I enjoyed this movie, and you know, I I probably will watch it again. I love the bleak zombie movies and i kind of hate the fact that uh, many newer zombie movies are co-opted into being funny you know yeah i kind of like hate that so i do like the bleakness of it it's just i felt like this was uh it it just kind of missed an opportunity at maintaining a little more like the first part yeah you know like even even the dynamics between the local PD and the Red Crow PD, I guess it's PD. Like, was it yeah, Red Crow PD? Department. Okay, yeah, I didn't know if he was like a constable because his car didn't have like it didn't look like a normal cop car. But it was also the eighties. <laughs> well, that is true, but uh, <laughs> but uh, I I kind of would have enjoyed it more if it if it. <laughs> Maybe I just want to see a completely different movie. <laughs> but but I like the fact that they were kind of butting heads. Him and the other police department and stuff like that. Like, I, I enjoyed that. But then after it goes into that other territory, it lost me a little. Still think it's worth watching, especially if you're a Shutter subscriber and this is free. Um, I, I liked it a lot. Yeah, especially if you pay for a service and then this is free. <laughs> well, I mean, like, if this is just icing on the cake. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I would definitely uh, give this a, you know, recommend that people watch this if they're if they're interested in it. Um, but, like I said, my expectations were just kind of a little shot uh, from the middle on, because the first thirty minutes of the movie, I would I would like I'd probably give that five, five stars, man. Like yeah, the first they're 30 genius. Minutes. Like it's great. Um, <laughs> I mean, like it's the like some of the cinematography is really great. It's got this like it it, it looks great. You know, it's like they really strip because this is a pretty low budget movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't find anything, but every like everything I've read about it and stuff, they're like talking about how low budget it is, but like it didn't feel low budget at all. Right. You know, they stretched that for like every penny it was worth, you know, <laughs> um, there's some really gruesome zombie kills at the beginning. Um, and then like I said, it kind of feels like almost a different movie once they get into the settlement. Yeah. Right. But, I still really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, so you know, there were some very strange uh, animated sequences every once in a while. That was a little weird. That was odd, man. I, I you know, I think I'd watch a TV show if it was based on uh, the main character of this this film, like uh-huh. you know, a, a cop TV show <laughs> with that well, guy. Y- you're in luck. He's in uh, Fear the Walking Dead. Is he? Yeah, for like a season. Really, Michael Gray Eyes? Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, they're they're at a part where they're in like I think Arizona or New Mexico, um, and it's like a subplot about uh, there there's um, like a Native American settlement, and then there's the settlement that the main characters fell in with, who is uh, revealed to be it was originally a cult leader. And they're like a cult that was out in the middle of the, the the desert. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like a, you know, hey worship Zenu type cult. It was, <laughs> it was uh, like a like a 
doomsday cult, like uh, preppers and stuff like that. And it was like a self-help guru guy who was like, here's how to prep for the apocalypse. (laughs) And yeah. And so like the whole season is them butting heads with like uh, gray eyes and the rest of his people. Huh? Yeah. Was his character anything like this? Was he, was he a grizzled cop? (laughs) He was not a cop, but he was pretty grizzled. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, Um, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, like, uh, I don't remember what season it is. I think it's season two, maybe season three. Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah. Huh. Well, uh, I may check that out one day. You're not gonna. Watch I'm not it. gonna watch it. No, no, that You're sucks. Not gonna watch it. That sucks. But <laughs> but imagine if I did. <laughs> oh, what? How did you like it? <laughs> All right. So, uh, what would you give this? Um, I, I'd i say probably a strong three and a half. That's exactly where I'm landing on, too. Um, you know, I, I want to go, you know, like, part of me wants to go a little bit further, but, like, weird things like the end and some of the, like, I guess, I don't know if I want to call it slow down. I'm fine for a slow burn, but, like, I don't know. It, it was a little uneven, but it's still a solid movie. I still enjoyed it. I still recommend it. Yeah. So like three and a half. Solid three and a half. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. Exactly. Three and a half. Uh, like I said, the first 30 minutes would have been a five. But slow down and the fact that, man, there are a few characters in this movie where they're acting really, really threw me out of the film. It wasn't so bad in a way that it was enjoyable or anything. You know? <laughs> kind of like the little sister and like little Marines. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go, you know, nothing like that. Um, but it was just like, there were some heavy moments handed off to, uh, two characters, especially. And it's just like, Oh man, you can't carry this scene. And that sucks. <laughs> and so anyway, uh, but I don't know. It was a, it was, it was enjoyable. It, it leaps and bounds better than, a run of the bill movie. Uh, oh yeah, and it brought some interesting new takes to the table. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah. I would recommend people check it out. Three and a half out of five. So. All right. Well, you want to take a break, and we'll be back with M in inbox hunger on the Chisholm Trail. Sure. All right. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. We're talking Hunger on the Chisholm Trail by M. Innenbach. Uh, the first cattle drive of the season leaves Texas for Abilene. Wait. Abilene, <laughs> Kansas. Yeah, yeah. I read that. Uh, first cattle drive of the season leaves Texas for Abilene, Kansas along the Chisholm Trail. But unforeseen terrors lay hidden in the natural beauty of the land. In the heart of Indian territory lies the sleepy town of Duncan. A friendly respite from the dusty land. But something lurks in the untamed west. A powerful creature that hunts to satiate its horrifying hunger. The land will run red with blood. And only Carl Beck... Wait, and only Carl Beck a chance against this ancient eagle. Ooh. Huh? Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, part of that was uh, stunted by my cracked phone. <laughs> 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 but uh yeah man like crack my screen it's been a real bummer <laughs> anyway so yeah this is uh well you know this is actually also uh toys not toys but uh it's has some thematic uh ties Ties, yeah, sure. It has some thematic ties to Blood Quantum as well, which always seems to happen on this. Only the fact I did that it on purpose this time. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, my bad. But <laughs> wait, have you been doing it on purpose this whole time? Yeah. Occasionally, but most of the time, no. Yeah. So this this story is really. Uh, this is part of the Splatter Western series that Death's Head Press is putting out. And man... Now, by 
series, you mean it's just like they're all westerns. Like they're not connected. It's not an interconnected narrative, is it? I don't believe so. No. Although yeah. I don't know. I haven't read the uh, the Magpie Coffin yet, and that's the only other one out right now. But yeah, I, I'll tell you, I I uh, am very happy that there's a splatter western series. If this is any indication of it, because <laughs> I really, really, I, I thought that this book, uh, I, I I'm liking the sl- the splatter western just genre. Yeah. Not well, that. I'm a I'm a big fan of westerns in general. Mm-hmm. Well, not in general because there are some that are just terrible. Um, but like, I like westerns as a concept, right? And I especially lean towards um, the 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 quote unquote grittier westerns. Yeah. You know, the ones that were a little more savage and things. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is that. Like, yeah, it's a it's a hard like you know our driving book i don't know <laughs> <laughs> our driving book um yeah uh, i agree <laughs> it's a hard driving book um <clears throat> i uh, i agree I, um this book uh well you know okay I, i'll put it this way i haven't read many westerns though it's, it, it, except for what we read in school and then a couple louis lamar books that i'd read at my grandpa's house what westerns did we read in school i don't know there were westerns that we had to read when we were kids <laughs> weren't there <laughs> i don't know i feel like i've read were. a lot of western comic books yeah like jonah hex and stuff yeah yeah, uh, um, I was just remembering that terrible Jonah Hex movie <laughs> with Josh Brolin. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I mean I like the movies, and like you said, <laughs> shit, I grew up watching The Rifleman. Like, uh, yeah, I love The Rifleman. Oh my god, I'll stop he everything. Sharpened a T bone. <laughs> He'll sharpen a T bone with his teeth <laughs> and like stabbed a guard to get out of prison. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like that really happened, right? Like we didn't imagine that, did we? No, no. They, they, <laughs> we watched that in your room. Didn't yeah. we? Or did it, we just... it might have been your room. Oh. It was one of our rooms. <laughs> anyway, yeah. The rifleman. <laughs> the rifleman. Uh no, I love that and I like a lot of the newer western movies. Like you said, a lot of the older oh. shit and like Roy Rogers type shit I'm not into. But whatever. Yeah. Um uh, but, but like this. Eastwood, George Van Cleef, like those westerns and stuff, those were great. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, more recently, Bone Tomahawk, one of the best movies ever. Or in the my remake opinion. of Three Ten to Yuma. Oh, dude, that was good. It was yeah, really good. Ben Foster in it. Yeah, Ben Foster can do no wrong. Cannot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this movie, this movie, this book, um, you know, I, I'm very happy. It's not as if this, you know, there, uh, there hadn't been any other horror Westerns or anything like that, but this is, uh, I'm very happy that they're going to be doing a series on it. So like we said, this, this focuses mostly on, on a cattle drive. Well, at least the first third of the book focuses it, on the cattle drive. It's like dual narratives. Yeah. It's split between a cattle drive um, going to Kansas and uh, a town on the way called Duncan. Yeah. Uh, one thing I found... Where Duncan is, because I thought it was Oklahoma. Do what? Do they actually say like what state... Duncan was in. I don't think because, so. Because the way they kept talking about it was like, oh, well, we'll just go down south to Texas or whatever and stuff <laughs> like that. Felt like it was in Oklahoma, like I, on the way to Kansas. I don't know. It's not it, important. I was just curious if I missed something. If you missed it, I missed it too. Okay. <laughs> I did like that. Now, people probably wouldn't notice, but almost every character in this seems to be. I'm friends with uh, my. Or M. Innenbach on on Facebook, 
And almost every character uh, seems to be named after one of his friends. <laughs> yeah, I, I caught the um, the nods to the publishers of Deathhead Press. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that they were like <laughs> they. It was you know Jared and and uh, Patrick were like. Uh, like refined erudite yeah. <laughs> businessmen that were cold hearted and would leave a dying man on the trail. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, uh, there was that there was Kinsey was, uh, uh, I mean, maybe, maybe it's just synchronous, synchronicity, synchronicity, <laughs> synchronicity. Uh, maybe it was that, but you know, uh, there was a lot more. I would assume Duncan, Duncan was probably named after Duncan Ralston, uh, Kinsey named after author Kinsey Jennings. <laughs> like there was a lot, lot of people that, uh, I, uh that every time it, and then there was one that was just straight up first and last name of of another guy. <laughs> I was like, wow. It even had the same like nickname too. <laughs> and so anyway, um, but whatever. Uh, so this, you know, uh, and in addition to being friends on Facebook, we did also receive this as a free copy. Oh yeah, yeah. From Death's fine folks at Death's Head Press, <laughs> uh, those erudite businessmen. <laughs> uh, but um, again, you know that doesn't really taint uh, reviews. We just like to be out there with it. Yeah. Um, um. So this focuses, like you said, on the people in Duncan, and it focuses on the the cattle drive. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, it did feel like there were almost a level of characters that was hard to keep up with. Yeah, there was, there was especially like, um, when, when it added the town in there, like there was, I don't know, there was like a, what, like eight people on the cattle drive, something like that. Something At first like that, that. you introduced like rapid fire. And then you're introduced to another cast of like twelve people in the in, in the city. Now, if you're a fan of horror, you can probably see where that's going to go. Uh huh. <laughs> you know, when you introduce a whole bunch of characters. Um, but you know, I don't want to spoil things. But yeah, you're right. It, it was a little confused sometimes um, with the with the interpersonal relationships. I forgot like who was who every once in a while. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> probably just our reading comprehension. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I never could have. What book is it? Is it, uh, Crime, uh and Crime and Punishment with 200 characters? Crime and Punishment has an index at the end with, with um, all the characters, with, with their characters, their nicknames, like, other, cause his, uh, he doesn't just call them like, like one thing the whole time like one person might have like five different (laughs) and so it's like it's got that and then it's got a short like biographical like information about them all (sighs) that's good i mean that's good but also deters me from ever reading it (laughs) my dumb ass can't keep up with the 20 in this book Just read the index. I'm sure you'll get the gist of it. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, there was some crimes and punishment. Um, but uh, no, this like this that would that would be probably one of the only uh, my well, not only, but my main criticism of this book is that there were too many characters, and when you're dealing with uh, quite a level of filler type characters, um, mm. it was it was hard to distinguish them. They weren't very, you know, it's just like this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy were there and they were playing cards or something, you know? And then later yeah, give each character a distinctive, a unique, like voice yeah. or whatever, but whatever. I mean, it was, it was, uh, they served their purpose yeah, for sure. This is a body count <laughs> book. And, and I, I think, uh, well, first off, it's one of the only like Wendigo books I've ever read. 
Yeah, I was thinking about it. Um, I know there's a few more out there, uh, but I don't think it, like in itself, it's kind of an untamed or un untapped um, thing. There's only a few like movies out there that's like Wendigo. Um, there was one recently that came out that I think was a Wendigo movie. Um, but then I don't know if it actually came out because of all the COVID shutdowns and stuff. Um, but it was like, it was supposed to come out this year um, with that little kid. I the name of it. But uh, th- that one, um, there's like a couple of episodes of Supernatural <laughs> that have a Wendigo in it. I mean, it's kind of a an untapped market as far as horror goes. And it's actually, oh, um, uh, Ravenous was about Wendigo. Oh, was it? I never kind watched of. that movie. I heard it, it was it good. Was, it was more of like um, what Wendigo probably actually are, which is just cannibal people. Okay, yeah, then, then yeah. Then I didn't but, miss much, <laughs> like because I I watched that movie, but I also fell asleep like toward the end, but then woke up and then like I don't know. Yeah, You're not, talking about the one with Guy Pierce, right? Mm-hmm. The what? movie with Guy Pierce, yeah. 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 Um, but I mean, it's nothing supernatural. It's just like it's just like you get the hunger, you yeah. know. And so it's like once you taste human flesh, then that's all you want to eat, yeah. sort of thing. And, and you know it's like that's the the basis of the Wendigo stuff, except for it just gets more supernatural, where they get like superpowers and stuff from eating human flesh. Yeah. Uh, so like, Ravenous was still that, but just a real life take on it. So it's definitely happened, but I mean it's like you can count on one hand the Wendigo books and movies you know that that are really out there and then you know go back to zombies for a second and i don't think you could count on one hand the amount of zombie movies that were probably made this year yeah yeah you're right you're right um yeah i i I, to me you know uh it is kind of an untapped uh legend um in terms of at least uh basically like cultural consciousness you know i'm sure that there's quite a bit of you know uh, like myth source material out there you know written about it uh but but yeah so i i felt that that was neat um and especially the fact that like when to go on a cattle drive is good because like like, there's so much to eat (laughs) (laughs) but uh but yeah uh i i really i enjoyed this i can't really think of much more criticism that i would have like negative criticism other than just the overwhelming amount of characters um Mm -hmm. you um not really i mean i there's a lot of stuff about this that i liked um I don't know if there's really much I didn't, you know? Um, so there's, I, I really like the, the description and the portrayal of the Wendigo. He was creepy, right? Um, it, and it had like a, a sort of a predator vibe to it. Yeah. Right? Um, especially with the uh, it's not a huge spoiler because it's in the first chapter like the 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 speech that it does yeah right is a real predator you know wants some candy type thing um it's predator too but (laughs) (laughs) uh that sort of thing going on and it was creepy and it lended to the atmosphere of it and i really i I really like that portrayal i like the um if you want to call him main character Carl Beck mm-hmm. right uh, because you know what what year was this book supposed to be in mm, like I don't know uh, it says it at the beginning give me one second had to be late uh, 1800s right 1869 mm-hmm. is where it starts 
Um, and then it was three years uh, after that, years right? Later. So 1872. And, and so it's like this Carl Beck character is like a, um, a cultist in like the Lovecraftian vein where he get, like, where it's basically think about every main character from, from Lovecraft, you know, where it's like, they know these arcane secrets and they fight some sort of monster and then usually either die or go crazy. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like, it's, it's that sort of setting where he's an occultist and he goes from town to town killing monsters. Um, But it's like a good 20 years before most Lovecraft is set, you know, like Lovecraft is set like 1890s to like 1920s usually, Mm -hmm. or like in that general region. And so it's like, you have that sort of idea of a dude like, fighting cultists and stuff in Minnesota in like the 1860s. And so I think that's, that's a really neat take, right. That you don't see that sort of thing going on in, um, in, in cowboy times, basically in the wild west. And I mean, sure it happens every once in a while. Um, and occasionally even earlier than that, but like, I think that, is a really cool idea mm-hmm. and i would love to see additional more of carl guy carl Beck but books. but i would like to see him treated the way he's treated in in this book which is like mad max yeah where he's there and he's you know the hero quote unquote but he's not like the main focus of the story yeah yeah uh because there's a lot of cool things that he just like touched on mm-hmm. that I would like to read. <laughs> yeah. Well, one, a missed opportunity uh, of, of mine was when Rodney, it's a long story that we won't get into in here, but Rodney had come up with this character that mutt and we had started writing yeah. the, the mutt books and it kind of reminded me of that. Um, because, but, but- but what? But better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely. Um, but no, like I, I enjoy the fact that basically the premise of that book was a guy who time after time uh, just faces off with supernatural elements and he doesn't even know if he believes in it and he only fights him with violence. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so anyway, and, and he's like, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I can get Rodney back on it. But uh, we had a, we didn't do it. But we did quite a. Every once in a while, I'll go back and read what we had, and I I enjoyed that. But yeah, I I enjoy fighting like just the concept of fighting supernatural things with violence, <laughs> like yeah. with shit that's like kind of ineffective toward them. <laughs> it's, it's very hellboy. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, um. But yeah, I would definitely read a Carl Beck series uh, of books. Um, it kind of also, well, uh, yeah, we'll get, in, I'll table that for later. I was going to go into a whole Sandman Slim discussion, but <laughs> I don't really want to do that either. There's a series what? of novels, a uh, Sandman Slim series that I sometimes read. Richard Cottery wrote, um, and he's back from hell fighting people and it's it's basically just like uh kind of a lot like uh constant constantine ish but it it's really really good <laughs> he's just um I, I haven't i've actually only read the first one but i have a few of them there's like six of them but uh but yeah it's pretty interesting but anyway back to this book <laughs> um Glad I tabled that discussion, huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, what you got here, you got a... <laughs> you got a uh, uh, Western horror book, and it, it really, really does have, like, the blood overflowing. It, it, it comes... The blood comes in gallons in Yeah, this book. it's definitely splatterpunk. <laughs> um... I really enjoyed that. And, you know, I found myself, uh, it's so weird, like, the most uh, into it 
during the dinner, like their dinner. <laughs> I love their little dinner where they're just talking and stuff. And, and I was like, my God, why can't this book? Why, does, why do I have to know bad things are coming? I like these people. <laughs> um, but um, no, the fleshed out characters, you know, the, the main like four or five people mm-hmm. in, in the book are are really good characters. Like, I mean, they're, they're, um, they're unique, mm-hmm. right? They've, they've each got their own voice. Um, I mean, like he, obviously he's not going to be able to give enough care to all like 60 people in this book, <laughs> <laughs> but, but the ones that, the, the, the main characters are great. They're entertaining. And like, like I really liked that scene too, where it's like, it's literally just a chapter of them eating dinner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, the, and them being like, I don't know, Carl. And he's like, well, look at my back. It's all welted <laughs> with scars of the supernatural battles. And they're like, good Lord, Carl, you are a hero. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, yeah. I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I think this is the debut novel. He's written like poetry collections and, uh, he had a book like a come out a few years ago, right? Yeah, uh, notches. notches. Yeah, I believe this is the debut novel of his. Uh, um, and it the writing was very strong. Um, yeah. I I really really enjoyed it, and that um, that is good because it always kind of kind of sucks, especially if you <laughs> like a Facebook friend and you're not that big in their story, which thankfully. I, I, I'll put it out there. Most books are better than most movies. So what? <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't happen that often, but it does suck when it does happen. I, yeah. I know. Um, we there it was an incident in the past where a certain uh, <laughs> writer unfriended me when we gave him less than perfect <laughs> stars uh, on the review, <laughs> which is okay, dumb like because. Some people give us books for review or whatever, expecting it to mean that we'll give it a good review. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's. Yeah. We're that. Yeah. We'll always give something fair review. Yeah. Um, I mean, because I think most of the time, even when something's really crappy, uh, there's usually something redeeming about it. Yeah. You're a lot nicer than me in, in those terms because you kind of look for that. And I do too, but. If something sucks over and over, I just tap out. <laughs> like I'm just yeah. at some point, I'm not even looking anymore. Um, which happens you know, a lot more with films. But. I think about it sometimes, like because I wonder now if at the beginning I was just being unfair to like Ryan C. Thomas. Oh right? yeah, with uh, Summer I Died, you weren't a fan. Yeah. I'm wondering, like I, I've been thinking about revisiting it. And seeing if I like it because I like the other the other books in that series. Oh, dude, I actually uh, didn't continue reading, but I reread like the first thirty pages of uh, a bor- or sorry, Born what was the third book? Anyway, uh, sorry, it started playing the theme music in my head, <laughs> not like in my head, like in my earphones. Uh, uh, no, uh, the third book. God, I'm blanking on it. What the hell's the name of the third book in that series, Brian? Born to Bleed? Well, that was the second one. Scars of the Broken. Scars of the Broken. I reread like the first 30 pages the other day just on a whim. God, I love that character. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I really liked the second one and the third one. And so I'm wondering if I was just being like too harsh on the first one. <laughs> first one or what but i mean i didn't like it <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i i, I that was probably the one i mean there's times where we butt heads uh, uh, on that but i would say that was one of our most uh diametrically opposed uh, yeah reviews because i even remember texting you and being like dude i just finished it have you started it and you're like no and i was like shit you're lucky because i wish i could review or read that again for the first time like i was all blown away and then you're like you fucking sucked man <laughs> 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 uh, but, 
But I don't think we're diametrically opposed on this one. No. Oh, look at that segue back. There we go. No, no. I, I think we're probably in, lo- uh, you know, in, in agreement with each other. Um, you were going to say lockstep. No, I wasn't. Yes, I was. Um, <laughs> you were going to say lockstep, and, and you're like, shit, that has negative connotations, yeah, especially exactly. right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't really want to be in lockstep with anyone right now. Um, uh uh, but no, anyway, I, I would give this a very strong four out of five. Yeah, me too. Um, uh, I'd say it, like, I don't know, like th- this is great. Like this makes me a want to search out more or Western stuff. You know, we got to We got to read that copy of the magpie coffin. That's what I was going to say, <laughs> you know, we got a copy of the magpie coffin. I do. Um, and, uh, like also, you know, hope that this guy writes some more Carl Beck. Yeah. But like I said, like I, I would love to see it like it is in this one, where it's like he's there but he's not like the motivating force behind everything. Yeah. Because because with something like this, you know, it's like if you go too far into him, then like all the mystique is lost. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I can't wait what what else is coming. I think uh, he and Chris Miller and PC3 are writing a book together right now. Interesting. Uh, they actually put out like a, a Hangouts uh, discussion, basically a podcast, but not a podcast, you know, the, the other day about it. And I didn't... Uh, I hadn't watched it all yet, but anyway, um, yeah, I, I hope that, um, they continue this Flutter Western series. Oh, I do too. It's fantastic. So anyway, um, that said, I got, I got nothing else. You No, I'm good. All right. We'll see you in a few weeks. Bye. The podcast you just heard is part of the B and E network. Brought to you by BMovies and ebooks.com.